Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 114, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, everyone. Good afternoon, and I hope you're having a great day. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Mm. Oh, hello, Marvin. So how are you mooing today? Oh, I'm mooing good, Dave. I'm ready to podcast up a storm. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And Marvin, today is actually a bit of an unusual day on the podcast. Oh, it is. Oh, are we going to shave all your hair off? Well, no. Why would we do that? Oh, I don't know. They thought it might be fun. It would definitely be unusual. Well, yes, it would, but no. No, today is unusual because, well, we're going to spend just one day in a new book of the Bible. Oh, how come? We're, we're not finished with First Kings yet, are we? Well, no, we're not. But today is the only day that we're going to spend in either of the books of Chronicles. Okay, yeah, so Chronicles. First and Second Chronicles, they, well, they come right after First and Second Kings, right? They do. But the reason we're not going to go through either of the books of Chronicles is because in there you'll find lots of the stories that we've already told and will tell in 1st and 2nd Samuel and 1st and 2nd Kings. The stories of Saul, of David and Solomon, and the kings that came after them. They tell all those stories, but in a slightly different way. Now, 1st and 2nd Chronicles is still very useful and very important. It's all God's word, after all. But in this podcast, we're trying to get all the way through this great big story of the Bible. And so I'm afraid we just don't have time in 260 episodes to go over those stories twice. I see. Okay, so, well, how come we are reading from Chronicles today? Well, for the last couple of days, we've heard about what happened to Jeroboam, the king of Israel. Today, we're going to hear what happened to Rehoboam and his kingdom, Judah in the south. Now, the story we're reading is in both 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles. But 2 Chronicles gives us a bit more detail of what happened. And so, well, that's why we're going to read the story there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's our beardy friend, Josh the Jingle Guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, the one who didn't just get married, right? Yep, that's the one. Okay, hi Josh! Hi everyone. Today's reading is from Second Chronicles chapter 12, and it's verses 1 to 14. Rehoboam had made his position as king secure. He had become very strong. Then he turned away from the law of the Lord. So did all of the people of Judah. They hadn't been faithful to the Lord. So Shishak attacked Jerusalem. It was in the fifth year that Rehoboam was king. Shishak was king of Egypt. He came with 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen. Troops of Libyans, Sukites, and Cushites came with him from Egypt. There were so many of them, they couldn't be counted. Shishak captured the cities of Judah that had high walls around them. He came all the way to Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah. They had gathered together in Jerusalem. They were afraid of Shishak. Shemaiah said to them, The Lord says, You have left me, so now I am leaving you to Shishak. The king and the leaders of Israel made themselves low in the sight of the Lord. They said, The Lord does what is right and fair. The Lord saw that they had made themselves low, so he gave a message to Shemaiah. It said, They have made themselves low in my sight, so I will not 
destroy them. Instead, I will soon save them. I will not pour out my burning anger on Jerusalem through Shishak, but its people will be brought under his control. Then they will learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of other lands. Shishak, the king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He carried away the treasures of the Lord's temple. He also carried the treasures of the royal palace away. He took everything. That included the gold shields Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to take their place. He gave them to the commanders of the guards who were on duty at the entrance of the royal palace. Every time the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards went with him. They carried the shields. Later, they took them back to the room where they were kept. Rehoboam had made himself low in the Lord's sight, so the Lord turned his anger away from him. Rehoboam wasn't totally destroyed. In fact, some good things happened in Judah. King Rehoboam had made his position secure in Jerusalem. He continued as king. He was 41 years old when he became king. He ruled for 17 years in Jerusalem. It was the city the Lord had chosen out of all of the cities in the tribes of Israel. He wanted to put his name there. The name of Rehoboam's mother was Naamah, from Ammon. Rehoboam did what was evil. That's because he hadn't worshipped the Lord with all his heart. Thanks, Josh. Oh, Dave, so Judah was just as bad as Israel. They both started worshipping false gods. Mm. Uh, I'm kind of noticing a pattern here with these Israelites. Yes, I'm glad you noticed that, Marvin. Again and again, when things are going well, the Israelites forget about God, forget who has saved them, forget that they're supposed to be different, and, well, they just start doing what all the other peoples around them are doing, worshipping their same gods. God shows us again and again in his word, he definitely did not pick the Israelites to be his people because they were great, or going to be better than any other people. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that word grace, huh, Dave? God's favor when they really didn't deserve it. Excellent, Marvin. Yep, and it's that same grace that we need. Just like they didn't deserve to be his people, well, we don't deserve to be saved either. But God made them his people, and God died so that we could be saved. We get what we don't deserve. It's a great deal for us. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, but but yeah, for Rehoboam, it's more consequence for sin, huh? The Egyptians come and attack them. Well, that's right. And as the people have abandoned God, well, he allows them to be conquered. But this time they humble themselves or make themselves low before God. They acknowledge that they have been doing wrong, that they absolutely deserve what's coming to them. And so God stops them being completely destroyed. But now the Egyptians are in charge. Rehoboam still gets to be king of Judah. But, well, he has to do what the Egyptians tell him and pay taxes and that kind of thing. Boys and girls, it's another time it would be easy to think, gosh, those dumb old Israelites. Why don't they learn the lesson? Stop their sin and follow God. But, well, I don't know about you, but if someone was watching my life, there are probably plenty of times that they would say, that dumb old Dave, why doesn't he learn his lesson? Why doesn't he stop his sin and follow God? Oh, yeah, I, I guess kind of the same for me. But in tonight's story, we see again what we need to do when we sin. We need to make ourselves low or humble ourselves. Yeah, Dave, I'm not totally sure what that means. Well, it sounds like you can ask the professor. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster.
Hi, everybody. Uh-huh. Hi, Professor. You know, I was just asking what it means to humble ourselves or make ourselves slow. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, hmm. let's see. Okay, Marvin, imagine that you went to your principal's office, yeah? Okay, yeah. Well, imagine you march right in there, and you sit in his chair, and you put your hooves up on his desk, and you say, Hey, yo, what's up, teacher dude? Let me tell you what we should do today in school. Oh, professor, I could never do that. You can't talk to the principal like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't get to treat him like you are equals. He's the principal, and yours the little cow. Okay, and so like that, we don't get to treat God like we are equal with him. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, so when we humble ourselves, we say to God, You are perfect and holy and good, and I am sinful. You are all the way up there, and I am all the way down here. I don't deserve anything from you. In fact, what I actually deserve would be to be punished. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Professor. And and so when we humble ourselves, Marvin, when we acknowledge that he's all the way up there and we're down here, that we don't deserve anything from God, well, then it makes his grace that we talked about even more amazing. The more we realize we don't deserve heaven, the more wonderful it is that we get to go. And the more amazing it is that God loves us so much. And like we talked about yesterday, that should make us love him more and more and more. Today, boys and girls, when you pray, humble yourself before God. Thank him for his holiness. Say sorry for your sinfulness. And then thank him for his grace, his favor that we really don't deserve. Mm, Yeah, grace is very good news for us, huh, Dave? Oh, it is the best news, Marvin. But we are very much out of time, so we will say goodbye until tomorrow and the quiz. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh. Dave.